Welcome to the Dream Big Nation podcast. In this show, veteran recruiter, wealth mentor, and entrepreneur, Lisa Williams, will take you on a journey of exploration and discovery to learn what it takes to hire yourself. Are you ready to dream big and grow into the person you're meant to become? If so, you're in for a treat. And now, here is your host, Lisa Williams. Hello, friends, and welcome back to our Dream Big Nation podcast. I'm Lisa Williams, and I'm so very blessed to be bringing the story of my new friend, Jesse Cruz, to our listeners today. Welcome, Jesse, to our show. Hey, Lisa, thank you for having me. So good to see you. I had an opportunity to meet Jesse live a couple months back is can you believe it's already a couple months already that we've we saw Danielle but Jesse is a prolific author and speaker motivational speaker has a new book book coming out losing faith finding hope which I can't wait to read and he's serving his community in so many ways so I'm really excited to dive in Jesse and just share a bit about your story and and your book and what you're excited about in life right now. Let's just start by sharing with our audience a little bit about where you're at today, where what you're excited about, because you have something I want to make sure for those that are just popping on for a few minutes, we make sure they know what you have going right now that's about to launch. It's so exciting. Absolutely. So People who are listening, you're in for you know a great treat. You know, I'm launching my second book tomorrow, which is April 13th. I don't know when you'll hear this, but April 13th, 2021, my book, Losing Faith, Finding Hope, is launching. And I'm so excited about it because this journey has been taken over four and a half years at this point to share this story with the world. And I just believe it in my heart. And I just know that this book is going to touch so many lives, especially for people who have dealt with any kind of loss, especially coming from the year that we had with 2020, whether you lost a job, uh, whether you lost a relationship, whether you lost your freedom, that this book is what's going to give you the hope when you feel like your faith was lost, that this book is going to spark that hope back within you to recover, to be successful, and to heal properly. And this and this book really came as a result of your own healing journey, right, Jesse? Absolutely. So my wife and I, we trying to have a child for several years and then it wasn't working for a while. And then eventually we were able to get pregnant. And then the challenge was that my daughter was born premature. She was born, she was supposed to be due in May and she was born in January. So she was several months premature. And so every single day I would watch her struggle to breathe, you know, because her organs and lungs and heart, everything wasn't developed properly because she didn't have enough time. And so through that process that, you know, as a, as a parent, it's, it's a challenge because you're watching your child that you love more than your own life have a hard time breathing. Mm-hmm. And so that was painful to watch. And how, how, how big was she when she was born out of curiosity? She was one pound. One pound. I, I remember learning about this when we first met and I had, I had a preemie and he was, he was two pounds, 14 ounces, but there was there were little ones that were less than a pound. I remember spending a lot of time in the NIC unit. You get to know the parents in a a really different way too, don't you? You know, you kind of lock arms with people and and lift one another up. So, you know, you you wrote this book as a result of your own loss and and how you got out of that. What What is your hope for the book in terms of, 
you know, what you want to provide to the people that have an opportunity to read it. And so I believe that this story is bigger than the book itself. And what I'm hoping is that when people do take the time to read it, they can take the moments of their life that they can reflect on some of their own losses, not as a way of, I'm going to be sad or depressed, but to take those moments and realize that you can heal from them and that you can grow from them. So the hope is in the healing and healing only Mm -hmm. happens when first you're acknowledging that you've been hurt and you've suffered some loss, and then you have to choose to intentionally heal. And that takes time. And I shared my story um, on plenty of podcasts and I've shared it in my book and I've shared it on stages. And the reason why I do that is because it helps me heal. And when I'm healing, I'm able to help other people heal. So I hope that when people read this book, that they're able to heal from anything that has wounded them. And then they can be an inspiration to the next person to have the courage to share their story so they can begin the healing process. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love what you've done with your life, Jesse, in terms of, you know, you really have had a lot of iterations of yourself. You're a veteran. And, you know, I, I know that a lot of people leave the military and they're very lost for, you know, sometimes the rest of their lives, you know, talk to your, talk to your veterans out there, you know, people that maybe are still serving, but also those that maybe are no longer serving formally and maybe struggling to find, okay, what is my purpose next? Right. Absolutely. So, you know, getting out of the military is, it was a great moment because that's what I wanted for my future, but it was also very scary because I had been conditioned and disciplined to do this thing at this time, wear these clothings and and do this thing. And everything was already set up. Everything was structured for me. And so getting out was, you know, it was a leap of faith. It really was because I didn't know what to expect. You know, transitioning back into civilian life is scary, but if you feel called to do it, I suggest everybody take the leap in any walk in life. If you feel like you have fulfilled your role and your duty and you feel like you're called to do something more, to do something different, to be brave enough to do it. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I, I read the other day that you set your expectations really high. And the reason why you should do that is because if you fail from high expectations, you'll succeed higher than everybody else still. Mm. And so you should, your expectations should be so high that when you fail, it's going to look like success to everybody else because they can't even imagine the kind of dream and the vision and the purpose that you have. So just understand that that vision and that dream was put into your heart for a reason, and it will come to pass if you don't give up. I've heard someone say dream dreams so big that when you accomplish them, only God can get the credit. I see. That's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Now you, you shared with us at a, at a talk I attended that you had left the military and you were married at the time, but then found that that relationship had ended uh, when you got out. Now, I'm curious, I don't know if I have the chain of events entirely accurate, but let me ask you in terms of, you know, just you've, it's an example of another loss, right? That we all have had a lot of 50% of families, let's face it, go through divorce. You know, what did you learn during that time that's helped you, helped you in your current life? You can't give what you don't have. Mm -hmm. So I can't love somebody fully if I don't love myself fully. Mm. So, and I think that's a, that's a hard lesson to learn because, you know, no one goes into marriage expecting to get divorced. No one goes into a relationship expecting it to end, but mine did because, well, first of all, I have to put that on me because 
I really can't show someone how to love or be loved if I truly don't love myself. And I think that's one of the greatest things we can ever do is to truly love ourselves enough to be considerate enough to love somebody else. Mm-hmm. And for those struggling in their relationships, it really starts with self-love because until you really truly love yourself and you truly respect yourself and you value who you are as a person, nobody else is going to see that in you. And if, if they do, you're not going to be able to give them what they need because you don't love yourself enough to love them the way they need. So it really just starts with you. I remember I, I'm, I was married previously as well. And I remember thinking, man, I need to figure out what my part of the breakdown was. Did you, did you go through that as well? Kind of that introspection of what your part was? Yeah. I mean, I think the breakdown of any relationship, whether it's a marriage or a friendship, it usually comes back to selfishness. And so instinctively, you know, Jesse's favorite thing in the world to think about is Jesse. Yeah. And that doesn't work well in relationships. So <laughs> I, looking back, you know, it was all about me, all about what I wanted. You know what I mean? And, and sometimes that old me creeps back in. And those are the moments when I struggle the most in my relationships now because, you know, it's, it's difficult to be selfless sometimes. And yeah. once I'm able to turn that into a habit and a lifestyle that my relationships are able to flourish more consistently when I'm thinking about how can I love and serve others. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I was so the same. It was Lisa, Lisa's way or the highway. I thought I knew best about everything, you know, <laughs> and you're remarried now and you have a lovely family and you did end up having children, right? Yeah. So how it worked was that I had my wife, when we met, I had a child from a previous marriage. She had a child from a previous relationship. And then when we had the child together, which is my daughter, Faith, who I made the book for you know, that's why it hit us so hard because we wanted to have that child together. Sure. And so it was so meaningful to us. And then, you know, after 42 days of her fight, you know, she passed away in our arms. Mm-hmm. We didn't get the result that we wanted, but you know what? I do know that I'm going to see her again. I do believe yeah. that with my heart. And I know that this book and this story is going to touch so many lives. So, and I say this to a lot of people, like this one pound girl is impacting people all over the world. And since she's impacting people all over the world, imagine what you can do as a full grown adult. Just imagine what you can do. The impact she's put in my life to have an impact on your life. And we're all connected. And so nothing's really lost. It's only transformed. And so her presence is still living on every day. Absolutely. Well, and you, you serve your community in a mighty way with the youth advocate program that you're part of. I want to talk a little bit about entrepreneurship. And this crazy world that we're both part of, you know, you, you still have, you still have that, what I call your kind of your bankroll for your dream role, but you also love what you do. You're very, one of those fortunate souls. Tell me what you've done to help yourself, you know, because I do believe one of the the reasons that entrepreneurs are successful is if they can overcome their employee mindset. And really work on their mindset of becoming a business builder and a, a business expander, right? What do you, what do you do to work on that, and how have you helped yourself? I think what's helped me is the community that I'm now gathering with. You know, whether yeah. that's in person, whether that's digitally, connecting with people like yourself, and, and and going to business conferences. I think it's just when you're 
you're engrossed in a community of people who are striving for the thing that you're chasing after. Yeah. And that's going to be the, the, the stepping stone to start to shift that mindset from an employee to a business owner. So I think it's constantly learning from other people who are on the same journey as you in the path that you want to take. And if they're already where you want to be, you know, it's picking their brains, asking them questions. So I can't ask an employee mindset person about business. That doesn't make any sense. You know, I right. mean, I just, so you, you got to know the people you're trying to learn from. You got to understand their background, their goals. And once you're able to find those people that you develop that relationship with them and you learn from and you learn together. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's a, it's a process, isn't it? You know, like, what do you do? For example, I, I know a lot, I always like to hear about people's like daily ritual, you know, cause you're, you're obviously juggling, juggling your family life. You're, you're juggling your day job and you're juggling now your entrepreneurial journey. How do you, how do you manage that? What advice would you give for people that are interested in doing that? I think for, yes. So, so first part of question, like rituals are important. You know what I mean? So having a, a structure of, of how you do certain things and how to um, be consistent and disciplined, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it, it's just consistency really. You know what I mean? I, I wake up at a pretty much the same time every day. I'm up before my family's up. So what that does is that gives me, I usually have two hours to myself or at least an hour to myself with nobody around me. I use that time to pray. I use that time to read. I use that time to think. I use that time to write, brainstorm ideas so it's just really taking that time. It's creating a space of silence enough to let your thoughts really be thought out. Because mm. I think we just think based on the on the fly and in the moment. Whereas if you do some reflective, still thinking, you're going to have more insight as to the direction of your life and what you really want out of life and what your next steps are. But you need to be still long enough. Most people aren't still long enough to know what they really want. So mm-hmm. be still and then you can spring into action. Whereas I think a lot of us, we just go into action, whatever direction the day pulls us, you know, so having your priorities, having a schedule, having your top priorities of what matters most and getting them in order and then attacking the day that way. Yeah, I find, let me ask you if you, if you face this and and if so, what are you doing about it? Because this podcast, by the way, it's really about, it is about Lisa learning. That's why I created this and I like to learn from everyone. So one of one of the things I noticed is like I knew I wanted to step into something new. My husband wasn't necessarily on that same journey with me, you know, and I'm curious if you've had this with your wife where, you know, is she also, you know, kind of jumping into the entrepreneurial space or is she kind of holding down the front at home? Is she out in the workforce? And if so, like, how, how do you all manage that to be a united friend as a couple? You know what I mean? Great question. So she's my biggest supporter. You know what I mean? Like both my books. What's her name? Her name is Desiree. Desiree. So, Beautiful name. So she is, you know, when, when I'm going through this writing process, she's patient with me and She'll read through my books when I'm done writing them. She's the first set of eyes other than my own that sees it. And she goes to and gives her comments and suggestions, you know, and she, you know, makes sure she shares and comment on things on social media. So she supports me. Obviously she's, you know, the greatest wife and mother and my best friend. 
And so, you know, we have a great marriage and I'm so thankful for that. But without her support, I wouldn't be able to do these things. I wouldn't be able to even get on this podcast where they wouldn't sell one book. Because I, I remember when there was a moment when my first book came out, we started fighting a lot. And what happened was, is that I actually put, you know, my, my goals above my girl. Mm. And, and this doesn't work. You know what right. I mean? So I put, I put this, you know, these great dreams I had of, accomplishing the next task, but I was putting over my marriage and that's mm-hmm. going to lead to misery. Yeah. And so I had to, you know, she had to check me on that and let, and let me know like, Hey, you know, you're, you're putting too much time and effort and energy into this thing. What about us? You know what I mean? And so she is the one that held me accountable to that. And I realized, you know what, I got to um, change my, my priorities and how I allocate my time. You know, my marriage is much more important than any accomplishment I'll ever get in this life. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think you said something, you know, what I remember facing is I was so excited about this new journey. And, and I kind of forgot sometimes, you know, I really, what's helped me is now I'm locking arms with my husband and we're in the same, you know, we're, we're stepping together into this new journey. And it, it doesn't have to mean that he's doing just as many things as I am, you know, but it's, it's that we are, as you said, your marriage is your number one, you know, position of support and encouragement. I think that's great. Now I want to talk talk a little bit about your, your first book because I loved, I, I loved it. I'm, I haven't quite gotten through it all, but it's called live your dash. And I, you talk about the, the, there's the, the, is it the five F's or eight F's? I forget exactly. Yeah. Is it eight? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you know, one in particular I want to talk about, which you know is a mutual passion for me is finance, because I think personally this country is broken when it comes to financial education. And so talk to me about that F, you know, in the chapter and, and also maybe about your own financial journey a little bit that's, that made that such an important part of the book. Right. So I make reference in the book um, to a quote that I use is the more you learn, the more you earn. So if you want to excel in any endeavor in life, and this is especially true in finances, that you need to get educated. You need to read. You need to listen to podcasts, YouTube. I mean, there's there's unlimited resources. So now and in any time in history, this is the easiest way to get an education in any topic that you pick. You pick any topic in the world and you have free education at your fingertips anywhere you go. And that's an amazing thing. And the challenge is that even with all those resources, there's still so much challenges financially, you know, and that's heartbreaking because you don't want to see, you know, people have those kinds of struggles and trying to get through daily life, not wondering or wondering if they're going to be able to make it, you know what I mean? And so my financial journey is that I didn't really have any financial education growing up. I just knew you get money and you spend it. I mean, that's pretty much about all I knew. And it took me, you know, up until a few years ago, I realized, well, you know, maybe some of this money shouldn't uh, just be all spent. Uh, some of it should be uh, given and, and some of it should be invested And in the importance of having a budget and having self-control. Um, those are all things I, I really learned the hard way because I just knew nothing, you know, and I think a lot of people are in that position. They just, they just only are doing what they've been taught. And if you haven't been taught about money, you don't know what to do with it. And they're not teaching it in our schools, are they? Definitely not. And one of my 
biggest pet peeves in the world is schools not teaching them about students about money. And to me, it should be taught at a very young age. It should be a core subject because the bottom line is everyone's going to get this education for what? So they can get a good job, right? And what do they get a good job for? So they can get money, but they don't know what to do with the money. And so the student loan crisis is out of control. People are have are in debt crazy and they don't know how to spend responsibly. And, and it's I think much of this could be changed if we were just educated growing up. And they start, you know, obviously it needs to happen in the home, uh, but also should happen in the school as well. What about in the, the military? Do they teach fundamental financial literacy too? Because, you know, that's one thing I noticed is that veterans that I've met with often, they make pretty good money when they're in the military. And then they kind of develop these spending habits, but when they exit, they don't necessarily earn the same, at least not initially. I mean, are they teaching it to our veterans at all? So I think the whole time I was in the army, there was a couple of little financial things that came my way, nothing consistent. I think the environment, the culture that I was in was more about spending money rather than investing for the future. That's Amer- um, That's the American way, right? It's just really in, just in time mentality, you know. Yeah, and so like I was making, you know, when I was in the military, I was making good money, and I had a whole bunch of money. And then when I left the military, I had nothing to show for it, really. So I'm like, I look back on that, I'm like, I've wasted so many years and so much time with that money because I could have done something productive with it instead of, you know. And to me, that's where what financial responsibility is, is like, what do you do with what you've been given? You know, being a good manager and a good steward of that money. And I really wasn't, you know, I was too busy. I didn't, I never heard of the term assets and liabilities. You know, I was too busy buying up liabilities and having expenses, not spending any time buying assets. I didn't even know what that word meant. So I think once you're learning the difference of buy assets compared to liabilities, I mean, that can change your complete financial situation. Well, and then you start talking about the cash flow quadrants that we learn about, like in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Think and Grow Rich in terms of actually doing what you're doing. Right now, you're in the process of moving from employee to business owner to business investor. And, you know, you're going to have your money start working for you as your authorship and your speaking engagements become more prolific and things like that. So that's exciting. I'm super excited to be part of the journey with you. Jesse, let's, before we wrap up, I want to, I want to just share, have you share a little bit about your faith journey? Cause I know that's a very big part of both of our lives. Would love to just hear about your faith journey a little and, and, you know, was it always a big part of your life? Is this, you know, is this an evolution? Share with us a little bit about that. So growing up, I was in church every single Sunday and I'm so glad that I was there every Sunday, but it didn't penetrate my heart. You know I mean? And I, and I realized the difference between religion and a relationship. So religiously I would go to church, but I did not have a relationship with God. And so when I moved out, you know, I stopped going completely. Because that was, a, that was a religious thing that I was doing. And it wasn't until years later when I was you know, I was divorced, I was a single parent, I was depressed, and I was drinking a lot, I was lonely. I just didn't have direction for my life. And I was just exhausted from fighting my way through the day. You know what I mean? I was not thriving. I was in simply survival mode. And I was sick of just surviving. And I really wanted to live. And I remember sitting in the front 
role at the church, I actually started going back because I was kind of searching and seeking, you know, is this God thing for real? How could God love someone like me and all my dysfunction and all my problems and all the bad mistakes I've made? Why would God ever love someone like me? That's what I was asking myself if I sat there. And I remember just sitting there and I said, you know what? If you're real, come into my heart, be number one in my life, and I will give my life to you wholeheartedly. Just show me that you're real. And I felt, I could feel it, the presence of him coming to my life. And I've been living for him ever since. Now, doesn't mean I still don't struggle. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of struggles since that day. But I just know I don't got to do it alone no more. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think, you know, this is what I, you know, I teach my kids. I'm like, you know what, this is, this is the lens that I look at life through my faith lens. You need to figure out yourself, but don't you agree? Something's real. Like there's something real out there. So isn't it, shouldn't it be our mission as humans to figure out what that is for our, for our own lives, you know? So, well, Jesse, this has been wonderful. I really have enjoyed getting to know you more and I'm really, I'm so, I'm so blessed to be part of your life and have you in mind. So thank you for joining us today. Talk to us about, you know, where our um, listeners can find you, you know, what you have coming up that you're excited about and how, you know, how they can get in touch with you as well, if they'd like to. Absolutely. Thank you, Lisa. So obviously I'm on Facebook, I'm Jesse Cruz, Instagram, Jesse Cruz Speaks, Twitter, Jesse Cruz Speaks. I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm also on Clubhouse. For those who have Clubhouse, Jesse Cruz Speaks. My website is jessecruzspeaks.com. My email is jesse at jessecruzspeaks.com. For those who want the book, it is going to be out on Amazon in less than 24 hours, April 13th. Make sure you go on Amazon and get yourself a copy. And if for people who want a personalized copy, you can contact me directly on any of those platforms. And I appreciate you taking the time to meet with me, Lisa. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, I think it was no coincidence that our friend Daniel Gomez, he just, he, he connects the right people, doesn't he? It's a, it's a beautiful tribe that he's created. So, uh, well, Hey, my friend, thank you so much for joining us and to all our dream big nation listeners. I'm so blessed to be part of your day. I hope these stories are bringing you some insight into the entrepreneurial journeys that others are facing maybe giving you some courage to make that brave life yourself if you haven't done so already. So blessings to you in this amazing life journey, friends, and we will see you soon. Hey, Dream Big Nation community. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to learn more about working with Lisa and her team directly, go to lisawilliamsco.com and learn how to hire yourself.